Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I love Muncie's Muncie's uh, post game interview where he's like, he, he you know, I, I, if it was me, I would have took I would take the low road. I'd have been like, man, f them for trying to pitch to me. That's what happens if you walk Trey Turner. I'm I'm his protection. But no, he took this like this like slap in the face when he's like, yeah, I've been playing bad. I probably would have did the same thing too. Trey Turner's a dog. Knowing damn well in the back of his mind, he's like. Those idiots, man. I was waiting for that. I was waiting to see this guy. And I, I, I'm, you know, he swung his, all of his might just to prove a point, especially they were winning too. It just, it just, it just seems so stupid because you said it, you said it yourself. Usually armchair quarterbacks or armchair, in this instance, armchair pitchers or whatever, you know, we're, we're working off emotion and we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, we think we know what we're talking about. But in this particular situation, it just seems obvious. It's it's not like like a like I could tell a ten year old that plays in little league baseball at Humble Park, you know, hey, it's a one and two count, and this guy's you know pretty good with a one and two count. What do you want to do? The ten year old pitcher would be like, yo, I'm throwing this fastball right by him, yeah. and I don't, I'm throwing this slider outside. Like it, it's just like it seems like so obvious, and and the fact that he did that, I don't know. It's just it's so surprising that he has a job this morning because I can only imagine Reinsdorf had to have talked to him after this, right? No. You don't think well, so? That there was you know, any conversation? You are giving Jerry Reinsdorf way too much credit. Fine, Rick Hahn. Did Rick Hahn have a conversation? With, did anybody have a conversation with Tony Larusa? I'm sure Rick would love to have a conversation with Tony Larusa, <laughs> but they've stripped his power away, and I feel worse for that man than I feel for a lot of people. Mm. Rick Hahn's power has been completely stripped away. If this was a competent organization. At bare minimum, a competent organization, Tony Larusa would be cashing an unemployment check this morning. Facts. A competent organization. The Angels lost 12 in a row. The GM of the Angels wasn't happy with Joe Madden. And I don't think Joe Madden is the the reason you're losing 12 in a row, but some change has to be made. I'm kind of surprised we didn't wake up this morning to see Frank Medicino fired because that would be the White Sox move. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Horrible decision, man. That was bad. You you made a bad call yesterday, but you did score nine runs. Frank Minichino, hitting coach, fired. Yeah, You're done. Finally. You're done. <laughs> Someone someone's head has to roll in that in that instance. That would be a White Sox move. And I I, I talk about it on the show often. I'm a I'm a season ticket holder. I have half of the home games. I put my hard-earned money yeah. into this baseball team. I have absolutely no desire to go and watch them. 
Yeah. I've got no desire to go tonight. I'm hosting a tailgate tomorrow. I've got no desire to host a tailgate and go to the game tomorrow. I've got no desire to go on Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful weekend in Chicago. Why do I want to absolutely hate myself sitting in those stands watching that old fuck manage the team from the dugout? Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because you wish we were yelling about Larry Garcia. Like, I, like I've never welcomed an yeah. argument about Larry Garcia more in my life <laughs> as opposed to talking about Tony La Russa and his, his inconsistencies as a manager. And, and yeah, it's, it's a holier than thou attitude. It's a, and, and what's, what's odd is that you already made a statement by getting rid of Dallas Keiko. You've already said, Hey, if you don't fit our culture, you don't fit our window, you're not performing. You got to go. I don't care if I owe you money. I don't care if, you know, you still got, you know, time left. I don't care. But the, the fact that that doesn't then apply to the manager as well. Well, if only, that's not Jerry's buddy. Dallas Keiko is not right. Jerry's buddy. It's like you made a statement, but then you contradicted it the very next, like the very next week. You know, it just it blows my mind. If I'm Dallas Keiko, I, I know he's laughing his ass off right now. He's <laughs> just like, "Woo, thank God I got out of that situation because those guys are damn idiots over there." Uh, it's frustrating. You did want to mention Ben D'Souza. I mean, dude. Like, first, first let's, uh, let's let's try to go a little happier first, and let's talk about Dylan Cease because then we can go over all our pitchers that all the pitches that happened right there. Dylan Cease didn't have the best outing, but but he came out, held him down for the first four innings. Felt like Sox, you know, then Sox put up some runs. It's just, so just it seemed like a jovial, happy time in White Sox fandom when that was going on. Matt Foster comes in out of relief, gets out of the inning after he got into some trouble, and then and then Ben Souza comes on. And I just so so when you see him coming out, obviously you said you would have preferred Bummer at that at that moment. Yeah, you know we're 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 only down six five, so you're really looking for someone to have a hold in that position. It's not like you're throwing in Souza and you're up six or you're down five. I mean, you're trying to keep the game within reach. Here's the thing, man. Dylan Cease was good yesterday. He he bounced back from. From his, his last start before Toronto, I can't. What was it? New? Was it the Yankees that he yeah, found against? Yep. He bounced back. His stuff was there. I'd like to see him throw his fastball a little bit more. He's only throwing it at a thirty-two percent clip yesterday. I'd like to. He's got such an electric fastball with so much tail. I'd like to see him throw that more. But there are two things here, and we can we can go the route and blame Tony Larusa, which of course I will. We can go the route and blame Jake Berger for booting two balls in the sixth. I think it was the sixth. Yeah. Sixth. One of them that should have been an an inning ending double play. But I prefer to go the route of saying, Tony, you had the Dodgers lineup coming back up for the third time through. You had Dylan Cease approaching his highest pitch count of the season. And you didn't put a single guy up in the bullpen until just before his 100th pitch. He ended up throwing 109 pitches yesterday or 108 pitches, whatever it was. The ineptitude of that man to not have one guy ready. Tony in his his, uh, post-game pressure yesterday said, oh, I mean, you see you you struck out Mookie Betts? Why would you ever take somebody out that just struck out Mookie Betts? Why would I do that? Why would I look at Dylan? I don't Cease? want you to take him out. I just want you to get somebody up in the bullpen. Just get somebody ready. <laughs> so when, so when the pitch gets away to to trade to, to when Freddie Freeman comes up, you can bring a lefty in to face Freddie Freeman. Like, dude, it's 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 the simplest things. Like we said, it's the most obvious decisions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make the obvious decision. 
It's like he's not paying attention. Yeah. In in Toronto, not Toronto, in Tampa Bay last weekend, there was a shot in the after the uh, God, I can't remember who it was that doubled, that doubled off of Kopech. There's a shot in the dugout that shows Ethan Katz like basically taking Tony over to the bullpen phone by a fucking leash and then he <laughs> tells him to make a call to the bullpen. And then he turns that. around, Katz does, and he's rolling his eyes. Oh, wow. Like, I did this not is see what we're that. Dealing, I'll try to find that clip and send it to you. But I love that. It's This is what we're dealing with. A guy who's either not paying attention or doesn't know what decisions to make because the game is completely passed him by. Yeah, and then so, yeah, still at- should have been out yesterday before the Freddie Freeman yeah. at that. And if you look at yes, um, the 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 second game of the series against the Dodgers, he let Kopech go a little longer than he probably should have. Kopech- I was fine with that. Kopech yeah, but, but but no, that, that, that's my point. My, my my point though is that he's he's then thinking, well, I did it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. I can then do it again without, with Dylan Cease. Yeah. yeah, without without concern. But that's not the case. You can't manage like that. No. You can't manage that. I, I have pitcher A on the mound, and you know he he ended up closing out the inning and doing well. So therefore, it's going to happen again with pitcher B. That that's not that's not logic. That's not that's not smart. And and even if you did again, even if you did think he was going to be able to get out of the inning, which I like, I love when coaches give their pitcher an op. You know, go go do your mound visit in a tough situation and tell them, hey. I'm leaving you in because I know you can get yourself out of this. I love situations like that. However, it doesn't mean you can't prepare. It doesn't mean you should then, you know, oh, well, I might throw him off if I have somebody up in the bullpen. No, you won't. No, you won't. He knows what's going on. He knows he has 100 pitches. He knows how his arm feels. He knows that the score is high. He knows he's giving up a ton of runs. Like, you can't coddle. You're not coddling these guys in that particular situation. So, yes, it is frustrating to see, again, the inconsistencies right, whether it be what in, in, in the lineup that he's creating on a daily basis or how he's managing his pitchers, it just – he's going from this 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 place called the gut a little bit too much for me. because it sucks. He's got poor gut, gut health. Yeah, he's got acid reflux as well. Yeah, yeah get funny. that guy a Prilosec or something. Dude, dude it's horrible, line. man. Uh, and then the, then the Sox battle back. I feel bad for them yeah. because then they battle back. They're like, hey, you know what? We're not worried about – we're not worried about our coach. We're not worried about the errors. We're going to go ahead and fight back. And and they, they made the game close. And, and and if you were to tell me, Shane, that Dylan Cease had eight strikeouts, that the Sox put up nine runs, that's a victory for me. I don't care who we're playing yep. against. And yep. it's just a shame that they were able to put up ten runs in the fifth and sixth to kind of take the game, you know, just just take it out of uh, just, oh, my God, it's just. It's unreal, man. We needed that game because, like you said before the series, when we previewed it on our very first podcast, you said everything needs to change right now. This is it. I don't want to wait a couple of weeks. You're going up against the best team, you know, uh, in the in the in Major League Baseball. You have an opportunity to really prove to yourself that you can be that that squad out of the AL Central, and they did. And if it wasn't for that, those two innings, we we we'd be having a very different conversation right now, and we wouldn't be the laughing stock of Major League Baseball. 